up, East High? We're back. Hello. Greetings and salutations. Mm, I do like a good salutation. What is this podcast, by the way? <laughs> this is Wildcat Minute, where we talk about high school musical one minute at a time. And who are we? I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And we are the Amateur Nerds. Today we are talking about Minute 50, which starts with Troy walking over to Gabriella and ends with Kelsey eerily playing piano in this weird crossfade. So weird. We'll talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, let's wait till we get there. Okay. Remember, minute 50. Last minute was halfway there. Now we're at minute 50. It's like a big, it's like a, like a woo, 50. We're over the hill. Do you remember iCarly's 50th web show spectacular? I do. They threw hats in the air. Uh, yeah, well, they they got detention. Oh, and they could, they, and they were doing it. They were doing the web show live from detention. Oh, maybe I'm getting confused with a different. I don't know why I remember that one so specifically. <laughs> yeah, that is very specific. Um, so, but this is minute fifty. We, it's not spectacular in any way, shape, or form, other than the normal spectacle, which is listening to us. Um, <laughs> we're a spectacle, all right. Although um, spectacle doesn't really work because spectacle implies visual. Yeah, from specto spectare, which in Latin means to watch or look at. Yeah. This is the opposite of that. Is there is an article? <laughs> Aural? Uh, whatever it is, it'll be the title of the episode. Um, so, anyway, Condra. So Gabriella starts out this minute. <laughs> Gabriella has this weird, you know when. I don't know what these are called, but... I definitely like know that I've done it where an analogy. Yeah, I get, but it's not quite. <laughs> it's it doesn't feel like an analogy feels like it has depth or weight to it. Where this is just like you know, like in that scene from this movie when this happens. Well, it's kind of like that. But she is talking about that feeling when you're in kindergarten and you become instant best friends with someone because you're just being yourself. And I get the sentiment, but also there are lots of studies that have shown that even by kindergarten age, children have absorbed certain cultural understandings and societal expectations that that doesn't feel valid entirely. Like I know what you mean though. Like you like you run into someone on the playground and you just start playing with them right away. And then at the end you like go ask your moms if they can come over for a play date. The mom's like, what's their name? And you're like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean I've definitely like I feel like we've we've seen that in the library, like around the train yeah, table. No, it's definitely an observable trend, but I guess you're right in pointing out that like kindergartners they either, you know, do have enough emotional knowledge to be like, well, okay, I'm like, I can play with this person, but I'm not like best friends with them, literally, which is what Gabriella means. Or, you know, they haven't quite figured things out where they don't assume that the person that they just met is their best friend, because to them, everyone is a friend. So, yeah, I don't know, somewhere in between there. Yeah. Or like, I feel like even at like, preschool like when i was in preschool and i guess kindergarten too there were definitely like the cool click and like that had already started existing in my understanding of people so it's like there were people that i was in these like little classes with that was like four or five years old and like i couldn't be friends with them because i wasn't cool enough or stuff and like stuff like that like i think there's that aspect too of it like like when you are like in class with people then like eventually those circles form but there is that weird thing of like when you meet someone new 
it's like totally empty and you like there's no preconceived notions of like oh they're this type of person or i can't be friends with them because they're a year older or a year younger or because they're from a different town or because they look a certain way um it's just like oh when you're a kid you know it's just like oh i want to meet this new person and be friendly to them right away and then somewhere growing up or being an adult you don't assume that you should be friendly to everyone right away you're like skeptical for some reason yeah, maybe it has to do with, like, amiability and being willingness to be friendly and nice to people and, like, learning that, like, over time people become jaded about being nice to everyone because they've been burned or they know someone that's been burned because they were nice. And, like, there's a hesitation to be nice where when you're younger, adults are nicer to you, so you assume everyone is nice. Or hopefully <laughs> adults are nice to you and, like... You have this experience of being surrounded in positive feelings and positive emotions that you reflect those. It's not a perfect, like, not everyone obviously experiences that. And it's terrible when it's the complete opposite. But there is some of that built in there, I think, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, overall, she's making the point, like, when you're a little kid, you don't make these assumptions about people. And now that we're in high school, there's all these like clicks and rules and it just feels wrong. Can't we go back to like when we were kids and we were just nice to each other? So Troy switches kind of what the conversation, he like gets to the point kind of. I don't think it's his point, but it's a point that they needed to have a conversation about. Maybe this is what the note was talking about. He's like, hey. Meet me upstairs at the Secret Garden so we can talk about this callback thing. Yeah. Well, first I wanted to say that she says something. Oh, he says something about like how he felt pretty jaded and like until I met you or something. He says. Yeah. Like, he doesn't feel like he could have sung or something yeah. on that idea. Um, till there was you to, to quote a classic, a classic song from a musical that the Beatles covered also. Um, would have been great. Adam Sandler? No, just Rosie. Um, yeah, the 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 mom slash grandma from singer. the wedding singer. But till there was you, it would have been great if they broke out into till there was you in this scene. That would have been nice. So we had just a girl in the last thirty seconds, and <laughs> <laughs> till there was you. It's a lot of music changes. There were bells. Yeah, definitely. I'd listen to that mashup. Yeah. So, but you're right. You're right. They start getting into the conversation that they have to have about this callback. And Gabriella's like, do you think we should do it? And Troy is like, call me basketball boy no more. Call me now and forever. Freaky callback boy. <laughs> Freaky callback boy. Aw, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that reminded me of the scene in Macbeth when Lady Macbeth goes, unsex me here. <laughs> He's like, on basketball, boy, me here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird literary reference. Okay. That was great. I definitely didn't think of that when I was writing down basketball, boy, no more. But that might have been where it came from. <laughs> um, um, and I think it's really weird. Gabrielle is like, you're cool, but for different reasons. <laughs> I like that line. I think it's a cute um, sentiment. I just think it's a little weird. <laughs> I think there's something about calling a person cool, which is really good when you have a crush on them. 
Um, and you're like, I like you, but I can't just say I like you because that's like weird. So you just say like, you're really cool. I like, I like you. You're cool. <laughs> but there's like, there's a sim. It's like simplicity of it, but it just like, it actually does have something to say. Yeah. But then she says, but not for the reason people think, which is also like, so what? You yeah. kind of like talking around and calling other people dumb or something. I guess for me, I think of like the phrase, you're not like other girls, which is like <laughs> not an okay phrase and do not use that on anyone ever because like yeah. everyone is unique and special. Um, but Troy's not like the other boys. No, he's freaky callback boy. <laughs> So, um, I mean, so is Ryan, but Ryan's not freaky, I guess. I don't know. Well, he's 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 always been the freaky callback boy. Um, do you see these lemons behind Troy? No. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> they just casually have lemon trees? Yeah, there's just like a little lemon tree behind Troy. I was noticing um, the beautiful white flowers and like the... Like yeah, the one mid- of them looks like it might be an Audrey 2, mm. which would have been great. Like another musical cue we another could have had to start cue. start singing Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, but <gasps> I should watch that movie. I was trying to decide kind of some spooky. i bringing out my spooky playlists and my spooky albums, and I forgot Little Shop is one of those that I always break out in Spooky, scary skeletons. Yeah, it's um, like Phantom, Sweeney Todd, Over the Garden yeah. Wall. I think I'm, gonna, I'm gonna th- think I'm gonna throw on the haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, uh, the new Netflix show that is a a vague spinoff of Spooky House, also known as the Haunting of Hill House. The parents are watching it. Okay, They're cool. enjoying it. They've um, our dad thought um, Martha Jones from Doctor Who is in it. She is not in it. <laughs> um, Martha, but why another do you say person that from name? Doctor Who is in it, so he got confused. <laughs> Um, cause it's, they're British people. So naturally one of them has to be from Dr. Who. Well, every British actor has been on Dr. Who. We've talked about this with Luke on this that show. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> so there's kind of this moment after, um, Gabriella says, you're a cool guy. And I don't know what Troy says, if he says thanks or whatever, but yeah. he doesn't also say like, you're pretty cool too. Which is good. I'm glad he doesn't. <laughs> But they kind of have this moment where they're not really looking at each other. They're kind of like looking at the ground, looking in the middle distance. It's, and it's awkward like, teenager crushes. Yay. <laughs> uh, it's like, it's not like they're like about to kiss and then the bell rings. And not then it's any like, means. oh, no, this is the scene where they would kiss. But like, also, they're too awkward to like kiss at all. Um, I wouldn't. Which is fine. I don't think this fair. would be a scene that they would kiss. Like, even if you were to think about them as not, if they weren't awkward. I don't think this would be the kiss scene. It's not big enough. Like, it's not an enough emotional, like, there's not enough emotional gravitas to it. I'm, I'm saying it could be a scene, though. Like, yeah. Maybe, like, the first peck on the cheek, like, Meg give, uh, like, Meg and Herc before I won't say I'm in love and Herc gives her like the quick peck on the cheek. I could buy something like that. You're talking about Hercules, the Disney movie. I am. I was like, who's Meg? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like there could have been a moment like that um, where like, you know, there's like some sort of like, or like, like even like looking at each other, like in the eyes really close. And it was like, okay, like maybe they're not going to kiss, but they're like really like making hot, heavy eye contact. Yeah. Um, or the weird thing is, okay, so the bell does ring and they're like, oh no, we're going to be late. Um, and then Troy grabs her hand, hand, a la Finn and Ray from The Force Awakens. Stop except this grabbing movie my predates hand. that by nine years. <laughs> um, 
Um, I know how to run without you holding my hand. Exactly. Um, it's the line. But but that's their first time holding hands is them running to class. Yeah. But um, the second the bell rings, the eeriest music kicks in. And we just got to talk about that for a second. Yeah. We, we get this kind of like Total them running shift. away. <laughs> and then we get this crossfade into like this weird, like eerie, spooky music. Very appropriate for Spooktober, I suppose, it- but not... Not unexpected for this movie. Indeed, because we've had like Hallmark TV transition kind of music where it's like kind of jaunty when it and for transitional scenes, and we've had the like yeah. prelude to the next song. But yeah, this crossfade slash choral singing kind of it's very weird. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't really know what to say i guess this could be one of those moments that we get to so rarely do which is actually where i like literally guess what's going to happen next let's go Um, so we see kelsey a little bit so the crossfade like crosses into kelsey playing the piano so i guess troy and gabriella have just said oh like let's do the call back like they've agreed to do it and we're cutting to kelsey and so mate like Kelsey also, I guess, has some sort of emotional investment in Troy and Gabriella doing the callback instead of Sharpay and Ryan. So maybe, you know, we're using this kind of transition to cut to the callback, which I think would be fair because we did just have this whole new musical number in between. Like, it does feel like their quote-unquote audition just happened, but there also has been kind of like, you know, five or seven minutes since that happened. So I think it would be fair to get to the callback. So the callbacks are next week, though, Tyler. Are we going to cut a whole week? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The next scene will be the callback. Okay. So we're kind of building to, you know, it's like a transition, like where we see Kelsey and then maybe maybe a montage of them, a training montage with them singing with Kelsey. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. <laughs> with this eerie choral music? Um. Yeah, that's the thing that's thrown me off. But I would like to see the scene of them with Kelsey at breakfast that was promised earlier. With little scones on the piano. (laughs) (laughs) I dream. All right, shall we talk about our Disney Channel original movie of the week, Condra? Let us go. So every week we talk about a Disney Channel original movie that was less successful than High School Musical, which is notoriously the most successful of them all. This week I have chosen... One of the spooky variety. It is a it is a common trend of decoms that come out around the month of October to be a little spooky. Usually they're horror comedies, as it were. They kind of ease the tension with some comedy. We've talked about a couple already on this here program. Have there been any that are just like straight scary? Like No, they don't do like Nickelodeon Are You Afraid of the Dark kind of thing. They never go that route. Yeah. I mean I would say And Hocus Pocus isn't like uh Hocus Pocus is not isn't a, a decom. decom. But I would say it's more of like a like a scary adventure than like with some comedy than yeah like a, a spooky comedy yeah it, if you want to compare like no I'm not gonna go there because we're talking about that one next week um, but yeah we'll we'll pause on hocus pocus and think about it in comparison to our next week decom of the week yeah I guess I guess the question is what's the scariest decom like for real IRL um, scariest decom. But I, haven't I mean, we seen haven't some seen of enough of them ones. to really know. So, and Mr. Boogity. Yeah, because like we've <laughs> talked about Mr. Boogity. We've talked about Phantom at the Cineplex, which is definitely another one of their Spooktober ones. Can of yeah. Worms might have been. I don't know. Uh, well, then there's some of like the science. I have a feeling that it's probably like weirdly like a science fiction one that's accidentally really scary. <gasps> yeah. And less like less like a, a horror comedy one where they 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 know to put comedy in it to lighten it up. 
Yeah, and like Twitches was one of the October ones. Yeah, sometimes it's just Halloween themed, like, but not scary. Yeah, yeah, because Twitches isn't scary. All right. All right. So this week we have The Scream Team from 2002. Oh, God. Directed by Stuart Gillard, starring uh, Mark Rendell and Kat Dennings. Um, Kat Dennings of Two Broke Girls and Thor side character fame. Okay, Darcy. I don't know who Mark Rendell was. Yeah, okay. And also we have Tommy Davidson of In Living Color, and he also was in The Proud Family as the dad. Oh, cool. Eric Idle of Monty Python fame. And Kathy Najini. Kathy Najini whom I might be misreading my handwriting because it's I had, it's the type of pen that like really bleeds a lot into the paper. So sometimes I can't read it. Even though I can normally read my handwriting. It's just the pen I'm using. Of Hocus Pocus fame, she's she's the witch that's not Bette Midler or Sarah Jessica Parker. She's like the third one. She's Mary. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the cast that I'll give you. And it's called The Scream Team. Okay. So we have male and female leads. They're teenage-aged-ish. And then you listed a lot of adults. Okay, that goes off against my first thought, which I was thinking, like, spooky baseball or, like, spooky hockey, where it's, like, a team <laughs> I would of love, monster... It's, like, monster high baseball. I would love angels in the outfield, but Halloween-themed. That would be great. Or I was even thinking, I was, like, epic spooky paintball team? That would also be a cool... <laughs> This is the ghost gets shot. They just, you know, yeah, it goes right it through. It goes right through. <laughs> um, but there's three major adults. And like Eric Idle. I mean, I didn't tell you the importance of the adults. Oh, like, okay, that's true. Sometimes when they, sometimes when you have a big actor in the movie, they're just kind of there. They're not like a, Yeah. it's practically a cameo, but you know, they're kind of there, yeah. but you use the name. Like Can of Worms the did that. The the voice of the, the alien. Yeah. Okay. Scream team. Oh, God. This is the first time I've done this on my own in a while. I have to, like, remember how to do this. So I think the scream is going to refer to a poltergeist or a ghost kind of thing. Ooh, a poltergeist or a ghost. Well, they're related. Make up your mind. They're related, but not the same. Or yeah, you're all good. Or a banshee. But I think a banshee is too much of a deep cut. Yeah, you just want to play the hits on a decom. Yeah, like just just the hits. So let's let's do like a poltergeist ghost. A lot of people get them confused or think they're the same thing. So I think I'm gonna just call it poltergeist slash ghost. But you're going more for like a ghost that like is in a specific location. Is that what you're saying? N- n- yeah. So not bound to a location necessarily. Um, maybe not like it's not confined to a room or an object but like a house or like a bigger context so we've already done move into the house and trouble to fit in because that was mr boogity so i'm trying to think of another ghost themed plot and team maybe could they be an un could it be like an underdog Ooh, ooh. so so it's it the two main people you listed was one boy and one girl, right? Yeah. Okay. So, hear me out. Girl wants to play on the baseball team. She's real good. But they're like, no, you're a girl. You can't play on the team. And she's like, yeah, let me prove you wrong. And joins up with this, like, underdog kind of, like, bad news bears kind of team um, that is willing to accept her. But the field that they practice at is haunted by a ghost. <laughs> and okay. the, the ghost is kind of their coach, 
but kind of not. <laughs> like he appears wait, when someone wait, has- is it a is it a Bailey School Kids <laughs> book? I think our coach is a ghost. See, you know what I just realized once I, once you said Bailey School Kids, I'm actually describing a Night Vale plot. Like welcome <laughs> to Night Vale, they have a haunted baseball site. So maybe I can't. No, you're good. Keep going. I'm gonna keep, keep going. going with this. You were on track. We'll we'll stay with baseball. It it doesn't. I don't. The other one I'm thinking is hockey, but I feel like it's not hockey. Well, if you're if you're cribbing the uh, the the coach thing specifically from yeah, um, welcome to Nightville. I would say turn it into more of like an Angels in the Outfield thing where the ghost like kind of mysteriously helps the team out. No, that's what I'm doing. Like, like helps like so a specific person is having a hard time like hitting a curveball. So like the ghost shifts them in a way that they figure it out or like yeah. fix their glove position. Good. Yeah, no, I wasn't thinking, yeah. I just re- all of a sudden realized I was like, wait a second, there's a ghost coach in Welcome to Night Vale. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so they're practicing and they're like, yeah, we're really good. But they like are kind of aware of this ghost and maybe like, cause like the other team is make, or maybe they're not aware, but like, it's like an urban legend. It's an inside joke. Like the well, yeah. Or it's like the big dog in Sandlot, in that everyone's ter- like all the other baseball teams it's like are a like superstition. Why, why would you practice there? It's so scary. There's a ghost or whatever. <laughs> it's haunted, and the other team's like we're f- like we're the the underdog team is like we're fine. We're we're doing well, and they like kind of adopt this ghost kind of persona as part of their baseball to like boost their confidence a little and they're like yeah we're the scream yeah. team they're 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 steering into the skid to to take a comedy term i suppose yeah so they and they're like being led by this girl like they start like it really kind of clicks all of a sudden they start really doing well as this other person joins the team and they end up the like the big game between this like gross discriminatory baseball team and this <laughs> the scream team as it were they play it at the haunted field to like cuz they're like oh we can beat you on your turf we're not scared even though they really are and the ghost they they aren't doing so well at first and the ghost like helps one moment no, I don't think the ghost helps at all in the final game. I think they realize they're like, like there was a big catch or something, and they like go back to the ghost afterwards. And they're like, thank you for helping. They were like, you did that all on your He's own. Like, I didn't help. Yeah, <laughs> there could be some sort of drama where like they think the ghost isn't there. Maybe and they, they scared like, they the, think go- that the like, ghost. Left. Maybe they thought, yeah, maybe they angered the ghost, and they were like. You're not going to help us anymore. This is turning into Casper a bit. <laughs> All ghost plots are very similar, though, so I feel like I'm not. Um, <laughs> so that's the Scream team by me. All right. So are you saying, like, Eric Idle is, like, the the, the baseball guy? Yeah, or? the the mean baseball guy. And Mary is the girl's mom who's like, yeah, stick it to him. She's, like, kind of not crazy feminist mom, like Phil and Lil's mom from the Rugrats, but, like, a step below that. And, yeah. um, and the uh, the other adult, Tommy Davidson, then is the baseball ghost. Yeah. OK. Um, I like that you went with the sports direction. There is a weird nitpick <laughs> wherein um, baseball is a spring sport and, you know, ghosts like a Halloween thing. And, I mean, ghosts can be around any time of year, but, you know, they're they, they make most sense in October. Fall ball, though, so there's a weird thing there. Fall ball does exist, I suppose. OK. 
Um, it's unfortunately not a sports movie, although I do think they, the Disney Channel should produce a sports Halloween movie because I think that would be good. I wonder if one exists. Okay, so we have Ian and Claire, who are our main characters, Mark Rendell and Kat Dennings, are respectively. Are they ghost hunters? Yeah, it's more like that. It's kind oh. of just Mr. Boogity. <laughs> Man, I was trying not to go that road because I was like, we've just had that. No, it kind of just is Mr. Boogity. So they move into a town where their grandfather died. And then there's something about the town where there's like this this guy, Zachariah Cull, who burned down his house with his wife in it. And now like the, they think his ghost like haunts the town or something. Uh-huh. Um, and so the kids are like kind of into ghosts and they like find some clues about this guy, maybe left by their dead grandfather. Who knows? So they're kind of into ghosts. So they quote unquote capture this ghost jumper played by Tommy Davidson again from In Living Color and Proud Family, um, who is a dead skydiver. Of course, his name being ironic, presumably died while skydiving, which is not very pleasant. No. Um, so they kind of capture him and then they later meet Coffin Ed played by Eric Idle, who is a Revolutionary War soldier. They're in like Massachusetts or whatever, I suppose. Okay. And so Jumper and Coffin Ed and their boss, Mariah, played by Kathy Najini uh, from Hocus Pocus, who's like in a bride costume and she's like their boss. I'm for it. And so these three ghosts, there are three ghosts. Um, As you do. You, they can't they can't just be one. Usually um, there's three ghosts and they are like the soul patrol. And they like they're kind of like have this job where they're supposed to like go around and find bodies who are who don't want to cross over, not bodies, souls who don't want to cross mm-hmm. over because they like go through this mirror or something to, in order to cross over to the other side and they like help out. I don't know why they haven't crossed over. Like they're just, they just like have to wait a little while, I guess. Maybe they're working off their debt like Marley. Yeah, maybe. So um, I guess Ian and Claire join them and I guess become unofficially like the scream team kind of on top of the soul patrol. Hard to say what that is. I like all of these um, rhyming then, names, though. They're good. And then they later, you know, they later start to get into what what this mystery of Zachariah Cull is. And apparently he was just a misunderstood inventor. Oh, um, as you do. Who, who, like, accidentally burned his house down. But he was capturing people's souls <laughs> for some reason. Like, he did capture their grandfather, I think. But once they figure out that he was misunderstood, they kind of like they kind of like talk it out with him. And there's like this big event in the town where like there's like a, what's it called when you talk to a ghost seance, a seance of some sort. And the Zachariah Cole's ghost like gets out and like all the all the souls that he captured get freed and everyone kind of hears the truth. So it's like, OK, everything's kind of worked out. And then in the kind of the end, um, they hang out with their grandfather ghost a little bit, which is like nice. And he kind of like takes his time. He's like, I'm not going to cross over yet. I'm going to hang out a little bit. Oh, that's cute. Except Mariah was talking with with like her higher ups that like help the Soul Patrol figure out what to do. And apparently the the whole thing with Zachariah getting out showed the mortal world that there is an afterlife and that's like bad. Oh no. So they get sentenced to kind of more, more time of doing soul patrol, but it's like, but it's all right because at least we have pals now. So that's, that's the, that's the soul patrol. No, not the soul patrol, the scream team. That's the scream team. Um, Eric Idle is a revolutionary war soldier. Although I suppose he's British. So was he a British soldier <laughs> or is he doing an American accent? He I don't know. He's in Casper too. That's super weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird late, late career. Um, Eric Idle. It is basically Mr. Boogity. 
Yeah, it's got um, like a bit of Casper in it. It's got a bit of Haunted Mansion, weirdly enough. So they they move into a house and then they meet some friendly ghosts and then they need to take down the evil ghost. Turns out the evil ghost wasn't actually evil. Wherein Mr. Mr. Boogity, he was actually evil, but... I guess for Haunted Mansion, the ghost that they think is evil is not the one that's actually evil and it's a different yeah, ghost. Yeah, it was actually that- Terrence Stamp. How could you not know that already just by his face? <laughs> <laughs> it's Terrence Stamp. He's always evil. Um, He's Zod. Um, but yeah, the, the ghost releasing at the end too. Yeah. Or soul releasing, I guess, not ghost. Yeah. But that's the Scream team. I did kind of like how it was similar to Mr. Boogity. And then you were like, well, I don't want to do the plot of Mr. Boogity. Like, no, a lot of ghost stories are just like, eh, we move into a house. It's haunted. Oh, no. Yeah. And then they're either funny haunted or scary haunted. And then you get to pick. Do you remember the names of Casper's uncles? Um, I actually just watched casper last week with um our mother because it's uh 30 days of halloween so it's always on um on freeform yeah one time i was listening to a podcast and someone made the poll of casper's uncle's names and i was like wow that's a really funny poll it's uh stinky fatso and stretch stretch i was gonna say something about him being like tall or something yeah yeah i think it's stretch or something on that idea but it's definitely Fatso and Stinky. Um, <laughs> My favorite types of ghosts. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's. I just wanted to, I think that those are funny names. Yeah, I mean, Christina um, Ricci is a delight. And I had watched, it was funny because I had watched Winona Ryder and Beetlejuice and then Adam's Family the next night with Christina Ricci. And then the next day was Casper with Christina Ricci. And I was like, they all look the <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, no, little emo girls. Um, I still. I, yeah, Corpse Bride was on tonight. That was what we were, wa- or mom was watching tonight. Corpse Bride's a good movie because it has a good roll credits. It <laughs> does, yeah. Like, oh no, he married a Corpse Bride. <laughs> I remember like sitting in the movie theater and like, ah, oh, I get it. That's a title. <laughs> <laughs> your first roll credits. I, it does happen like sometimes when you're a kid, you're like watching a movie and you're like, oh, they said the title. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, we should probably end the episode. Okay. <laughs> Kind of where can people find us if they want to contact us online? They can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You could also send us an email, AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Maybe send us a decom of the week that you want. Yeah, tell us what the names of your uncles are. Are they Fatso, <laughs> Stretch, and, and Stinky? <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, <laughs> Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler, and we'll catch you next week for, you know, the results of whatever this spooky music is. We'll get down to the bottom Ooh. of it, much like investigative ghost catchers. Not the Ghostbusters, but the Scream Team. You can bet on it. <laughs>